This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. And today I want to talk to you about self care. It is Mother's Day this weekend. Oh my goodness. We should have a Mother's Day every single month, but we get it once a year. <laughs> So I'm excited to just pour into all of you incredible mothers who listen to this show and are students of mind and just supporters of Fresh Start Family. I love you all so, so much. But today we are going to be talking about self-care, and this was actually my word of the year um, that I chose back in December um, for 2022 to help me just really focus on taking care of myself. Um, So we're going to talk about the importance of self-care for parenting, but also, you know, just this idea of why it can be so hard for many of us to take care of ourselves, especially, I think, in a day and age where it's so easy to fall into addictions of achievement and perfectionism and just striving to be as good as we can, in air quotes, as good as we can, or better parents or better people or better humans, um, which actually is like a whole a whole thing that I'm going to record on soon um, because I want to really encourage you guys with an episode about how perfectionism and shame are kind of intermingled deep in so many of us. And I want to really give you guys some support on how to recognize a cycle of striving or desperation to be better and how to unwind all of that, which really has been something God has been blessing me with over the past few years. It's been a bit of an uncomfortable journey as I've learned about my own cycles um, with all of that. But it's also been extremely um, enlightening and just and just beautiful and really um, something that I'm just grateful for that I've had the mentors to support me along that journey. Uh, but really what I realized in late 2021 is that I was in a pattern of putting myself last and my body and my mind and my heart were aching. There was a lot going on, I think, physically and mentally. Um, And I think so many of us can share in this same idea, right? After coming out of two years of a pandemic and just doing our best, as best as we could, to endure the pain that came along with that, right? Just so much decision fatigue and worry and I think 
uh, just all of us trying to figure out handle how to handle the division in this world and all of the things that were being thrown at us that we had to um, just handle as best as we could, whether it was, you know, homeschooling or juggling, you know, all the decisions or obviously fears around health and, um, you know, what we thought about the laws and, and, you know, everything that was happening. It was just, it was just a lot for all of us, right? So I think um, self-care fell kind of to the wayside for many of us as we just kind of treaded water and did the best as we could. So for me, I realized that my body was screaming at me to, to prioritize self-care and so I chose that word. Choosing a word for the year is a is kind of a new practice for me. I've just been doing it two years in a row now. One of my um, favorite friends and mentors, her name is Carissa. She uh, introduced me to this practice a few years ago, and now it's something that I've fallen in love with because anything you put to the forefront, right? Like anything you put focus on grows. And so when you have a word that you write in your journal or your daily practice, when you're studying scripture or whatever it may be, when you put that word down over and over again and you bring awareness to it, it really becomes something that you then make, you know, you put at the top of your list in your life. So it's just kind of a, a cool cool way that that unfolds. Um, But I'm going to be sharing with you what I've been doing this year to prioritize self-care. But also, we're going to chat a little bit about why self-care, in my opinion, is so hard for so many of us. Hard is actually a word that I've taken out of my language. Um, It's been about two years now. Every single time I say the word hard, I actually go back and redo it with something like it's, it's a journey for us. It is new for us. It is uncomfortable for us, right? Um, but I clear, you know, I put that word in there. It feels so hard for us because I know so many of you are in that point where you're like, Wendy, it is so hard. I've got wee little ones. I've got multiple kids. My husband works all the time, right? Or um, there just is literally no time. It is hard for me. The finances aren't there for me to do X, Y, and Z. Like it feels very, very hard. So I'm praying that this conversation just inspires you to start seeing it different and just inspires you to get creative with what you can do to actually feel good about putting yourself first. And yes, what I mean that, putting ourselves first. So inside of our foundations course, which is just our foundational learning program that I really recommend everybody, every human across the planet does, every parent, and really every human that is ever going to have another human, which let's be clear, is most of society. And of course, every single parent that has children, the foundations course is really just essential, I think, to um, just feeling like you're empowered when you're raising little human beings. Um, but we talk a lot first out, out the gate in module number one about how self-care is essential if you want to be able to be patient and calm and empathetic and be able to follow through and be firm with your limits and your boundaries with confidence. You've got to make sure that your own bucket is filled up. So the question is, how do you do that, right, when your plate is so full? And why does it just feel so hard for so many of us? All right, so number one, I think 
many of us are taught when we're we're young that being alone is bad. And and in the realm of self-care, like I said, I'm going to share with you some things I've been doing this year and you're going to hear some of it is taking time away from myself, some of it's actually purchasing products that have, you know, been life-giving for my body from a healing perspective. But, you know, a lot of it is taking time out for ourselves, which there for every single one of us there is only 24 hours in a day, right? So it's not like any of us are blessed with more time. Yes, we all have different circumstances, for sure, with the amount of help we have or how much our spouses work or how much we work, Um, but we're all given the same amount of time in a day. But this idea, um, you know, that in in order to do self-care sometimes, you do have to get away. You do sometimes have to be alone, right? And I think when you think about why is this so hard for so many of us, I think many of us, like I said, we're taught when we're young, that being alone is bad, right? Like how many of you were raised with the idea of timeouts as a punishment or the idea of like, go to your room, you're grounded. Um, I, I can't even look at you right now. Like being alone was a bit of a punishment. So there's a often, I think, a subconscious relation between If we're going away to be alone, whether that's a hot bath or a hot shower or a half hour walk or a jog up in the hills, um, or we're actually going to go get a massage or we're going to go get a haircut or a facial or whatever it may be, a manicure, then there, I think there's a little part of us that feels like that's not life-giving to be alone, right? And I know many of you are going to be like, Wendy, are you kidding me? Being alone is my favorite thing on the planet right now. And I and I feel you. Me too. <laughs> me too. I'm learning more about what extroverted versus introverted means. Like, which one am I? Am I an extrovert or am I an introvert? Because as much as I love being together with people, I'm realizing that being alone actually like really fills my bucket up. Like I, like I said, I want to host parties. I want, I obviously I'm a public speaker. I'm an educator. I'm a, you know, I love to help thousands and thousands of families each year. We, you know, I like to support my private support community in a group format. Like I love being with people and I'm realizing that being alone fills me up. Um, but I think it's taken years for me to become comfortable, not feeling guilty about that. Because like I said, when we're young, we're just we're just given the messages, oftentimes through discipline, that being alone is unhealthy. Being alone is bad. Um, so it's one of the many reasons why I'm passionate about teaching parents to do things differently when it comes to discipline. So you know, we talked so much about discipline last month here at the podcast and over on Instagram and all the things. Um, So this month, I really just wanted to take a more lighthearted approach and just, again, kind of have more carefree discussions. Um, That's why we're making the discussion around self-care fun today. Um, But but yeah, disciplining our kids in a different way where we're teaching self-regulation and self-calming as a way to take care of yourself when you're out of sorts, not as a punishment, but hey, this is going to be life-giving for you. It's always the starting point when we're building up a compassionate discipline toolkit is you start by teaching and modeling your kids self-regulation and self-control. Then we talk about natural consequences. Then we talk about logical consequences and and how to build those out so we're teaching our kids important life lessons. But it really all starts with self-calming, self-regulation. Some people call it time-ins. 
Um, but we're teaching our children from a very young age that taking care of yourself is one of the healthiest and best things you can do in your life, especially if you're feeling out of sorts, if you want to punch your brother in the face, <laughs> if you want to roll your eyes at your mom, if you're having trouble doing what's asked of you, going and taking time for yourself is one of the best things you can do for yourself, okay? Okay, number two is we're often given messages about how selfishness is bad, but not a lot of messages about how selfishness is good. Meaning, why is it good to think about yourself? Okay, so again, raise your hand if you can remember being raised with just, you know, a lot of messages of like, don't be selfish. All you do is think about yourself. This is one that, guys, honestly, I have repeated. Like, I realize that this is one of those painful generational cycles that I have become aware of that I want to stop. Like, there are times when I've said to Stella, you know, you think the world revolves around you. Um, sometimes it seems like you only think about yourself. And, oh, I look back at those times when I've said that and I'm like, ew, I don't want to say that. Like, that's such a weird message and it's not true. Um, yes, our kids have moments where they make mistakes and, you know, maybe they're not necessarily thinking about what's going on for the other person in that moment, but to, to give a message that they're being selfish or that they think that the world revolves around them is just something that I've become cognitive about that I want to do different. So we want to make sure that we're pouring into our children that this idea that thinking about yourself is good, taking care of yourself is good, and this is a word that I teach so much uh, to my students um, is to use the word and instead of but. But is a term that negates what comes out of your mouth and is a word that complements what comes out of your mouth. So it's good that you're thinking about yourself. It is good that you're trying to fill your own bucket and you can do that while also thinking about what the other person is going through, thinking about what they must be experiencing in their shoes, right? But like I said, a lot of us were not given this message when we were young. So the idea of thinking about ourselves or putting ourselves first just feels bad. So then when we go to practice self-care as an adult, especially once we have kids, it just feels like we're doing something wrong, right? We can almost hear our mom's voice, right? Like, you know, or for some of us, it was our father's voice. But that idea of like, ew, what you're doing is like just selfish, you know? So again, um, it makes sense why self-care becomes hard or feels hard. Okay. Number three, martyrdom um, is abundant in our culture, especially when our kids are young. So what happens is we often see our kids as helpless and they, we kind of develop this belief system that we have to lay down our lives to make sure they come first. I've been really inspired by a lot of what um, Conscious Hippie Mama is her handle over on Instagram, but her name's, name is Michelle, and she actually talks a lot about this. She has very little um, kiddos. I think they're like almost two and three and a half, um, but she talks a lot about how this is actually not factual, that it's okay to put your needs first, um, but what happens is that we get super depleted but we think we have to, or else we're bad moms. And any time, you guys, we think we have to do something, often bitterness builds and resentment develops. But martyrdom is abundant in our culture. 
she's posted about how a lot of people get really uncomfortable when she shares, you know, she'll be maybe talking to camera and she's eating her lunch or something. And her little one is like having a meltdown on the floor. And she's, you know, she'll say things like, okay, well, you know, I can help you. And maybe five or 10 minutes once I finish my lunch. And, you know, again, she doesn't, she oftentimes she, she won't show them, but you can hear her little one just kind of freaking out. Like, I need you now. And she's like, I know you seem, you know, you, you need help and I'm, I'm going to take care of me first. And she'll have people that just are so uncomfortable and send her messages of like, this is really messed up. Like you need to put your kids first or your kids are only young for so much, like until then they come first, like until they grow up, they come first. And she's just like, no, it's actually not true. So it's inspired me to just look at this idea of martyrdom, right? Like, and I've actually had some clients or some students that I've been helping lately to really change these belief systems. And for a lot of people, it becomes such a heavy pattern. And then, like I said, they become very resentful of this idea that they don't get to do what they want to do in life because of somebody else. So that's where blame comes in. That's where bitterness comes in. That's where, you know, this feeling of helplessness, this feeling of feeling of a victim mentality. Um, and it's just abundant. It's all around. So we get to have the opportunity to rise up against that and say, that's actually not factual. Like we don't have to lay down our life, so to speak, um, for others to the point where we are we are lacking. We don't have our own bucket. We don't have nutrition in our bodies. We don't have the sleep that we need. We don't have um, practices that bring us joy all because we have to do this for our kids, okay? I also have a dear friend who, you know, this is happening with her two-year-old and sleep um, and you know, there's there's a lot behind it. There was a lot of trauma when her little girl was really young and was in the hospital for quite some time. So it it makes sense to me why it's happening for her. Um, but, you know, it's very clear to her. She's like, I know that I am not putting myself first. And it's to the point where she, like, can't even take some medicine that the doctor has recommended for her because um, she's battling some, like, really in- intense asthma that has kind of come out of nowhere, I think, a lot of it has been stress-induced from the past two years. Um, really, yeah, two and a half years because when she had her little girl, it was just such a rocky first uh, two months of her life. Um, but she's unable to take this medicine that could really help her and her asthma and prevent it from turning into something really severe. Um but she's not doing that because she's still nursing her little girl at night and her little girl um, has been unable to develop a pattern of self-soothing, which again makes sense, but she just hasn't gotten the support that she needs yet to end that and put herself first. So she still wakes up in the night with her little girl. She still is really unable to go far distances because her little girl has trouble self-soothing. So it's just a whole thing. And you can clearly see it, um, that it's just become a pattern for her, right? And so it's just a joy to to continue to support her, to get, you know, whatever she needs to, when, and whenever she's ready. Because that's the thing, you guys, we have to be ready to end the cycles. When we become aware of them, we have to be the ones that are ready. Like there's no making someone, right? Like, and there's no making anyone feel guilty. Like we're all in our own journey. And I will tell you that for me, 
This was the year after years of feeling like I was kind of having martyrdom to my business and like the amount that I was overworking and killing myself to build this business and grow this business. Um, This was finally the year where I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done killing myself. Like I'm done like putting myself last, right? But you have to be the one to get to that point. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. And I have a client who, um, you know, I had been really deeply supporting over the last, let's say, six months. And she actually started to have um, some some mindsets that were almost taking herself backwards, where she had grown so much with her kids and was finding so much success. But I think, again, it could have been a result of the pandemic. Who knows? I, I For sure, I think it was the pandemic and just the stress that it brought on. But she started to go 
almost backwards in her mindset and started to engage in a lot of scarcity mindsets, a lot of fear-based mentalities around her her son or you know her her kids' behavior, and um, almost fell. Not almost, she did. She fell into operating from a victim mindset to the point where things really started to become chaotic in her home again. Um, And her little boy started to really suffer too. And it didn't matter how many times I delivered the message and coaching of, hey, heads up, you're in this mindset. The only way to get out of it is to declare that you are done with these thoughts. You are done engaging with them. You are thought you are done with feeding the fears. You are done with the scarcity. Like, you know, you got to get out of this in order to, to be able to get into the creative mindset to be able to help your child. It didn't matter how many times I delivered that message or my team delivered that message. It wasn't until she had a moment of clarity that realized she was living in guilt. She was living in scarcity mindset. She was living in a victim mindset. She actually messaged me and said, Wendy, oh my gosh, I see it now. I realize that this is this has been happening not just for six months, but actually for five years now. And even though there was moments where I was able to bring myself out of it, it was still there. And I'm now declaring I'm freaking done with this. And it's been about, I think, two months since that happened. And now, oh my gosh, she's just back to herself, right? But it took her declaring that. So there's no convincing anybody. Like, I believe it's a God thing. It takes us being willing to surrender and say, God, I'm done. I'm done with this. And I'm, I'm willing to see things differently and do things differently. Okay. Number four, I think most moms can't handle um, their kids being sad. So what I mean by that is when it's time for date nights um, or, you know, to allow our kids to be sad or maybe have some tears when it's time for nap or quiet time or to, you know, when it's time to check them into kids club at the gym or whatever it may be. Um, Many, 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 many parents are not set up with the ability or taught or mentored or coached on how to allow people they love to feel sad or scared or hurt without attaching to that energy. So, which I get, you guys. I mean, I even saw this kind of come up in my own personal life a few days ago where I had this moment where um, I decided that instead of Terry and I spending, let's see, it was going to be possibly six, six, 12 hours on the road this weekend to go to a volleyball tournament that was up in LA, like East LA, with Stella. So she plays indoor volleyball and beach volleyball right now on a competitive team. Um, I decided that I was going to coordinate a, a carpool and you know, see if somebody wanted to take Saturday and then someone wanted to take Sunday. And when I lined this up and someone actually said yes, I had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel bad because Stella was sad on Saturday. Like she was like, oh no, mom, I wanted you to take me because I wanted to do my makeup on the way home because she had a birthday party that evening. Stella's her whole thing right now. Um, Yes, it's about volleyball. It's about music, but it's just friendship, right? Like being a teenager, do you, re- you remember those days where like, it's just everything is around being with your friends, right? Um, she's like, mom, I wanted to do my makeup in the car ride home and it's going to be embarrassing being with somebody else in their car. And for a moment, like I went into like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad by putting my own our, our it was really like a Terry and I thing, like our own needs first and not being on on the road for 12 hours instead six 
um, I felt bad. And then, thank God I had the practice and the tools to be able to let that go and just allow her to feel sad about the fact that she would have to do her makeup with a shaky mirror with a friend next to her that, you know, she knows pretty well, but it's not like one of her best friends on the team. Um, So does that make sense? Like, I get it. Like, I get how that, and that might be a silly example to some of you, but it was still the same feeling inside of me. Like, oh, I felt bad. I don't want Stella to feel sad. I don't want her to be scared of something. I don't want to put her out. Um, But, you know, it was important. It was important for me um, and Terry to not to not overexert ourselves. And why not? Why not create a carpool if we could? So putting ourselves first often comes with a feeling of, I feel bad. And really, I'm encouraging us to change that to, I'm taking care of myself and I'm taking care of others. And sometimes that feels uncomfortable and scary. Like sometimes it feels scary to walk away when your child is freaking out when you let them in the church nursery. And then you go in and you take care of yourself. You listen to worship during church. You have a, you know, a moment <laughs> to actually spend thanking God for all of the blessings, whatever it may be. Um, but that moment when you're walking away and your child is freaking out, then that's going to be uncomfortable and often scary. The first, let's see, it was the first probably, gosh, year and a half that we took Stella to the church nursery. She would freak out so hard that she would get a rash all over her face, you guys. For months and months and months and months, I meant. And then finally, there was one couple, Chris and Ida, who they just kept encouraging us. They were like, you guys, go take care of yourselves. Go get time with God. We got her. This is this is not too much for us. She's fine. She's going to be okay. You've got to go take care of yourself, right? And thank God for them because they were the ones who finally got her to stay without crying, um, at least crying to the point of a rash all over her face. Okay, number five. Um, I believe we didn't have a lot of models growing up of taking care of our, of what taking care of ourselves looked like. So many of us had moms who maybe worked multiple jobs, did all of the housework, all of the scheduling, all of the cooking, all of the cleaning, all of the carpooling, all of the Christmas planning, all of the diapering, right? You get the idea. All of the things, but then often felt guilty going and doing things or buying things for themselves. Can any of you, does this like ring a bell to any of you? Um, so it's it was just like this idea that, you know, watching someone do all of these things and then feeling like um, they didn't deserve to go like really spend time alone or go to, you know, go get a massage or even if they bought things for themselves, maybe they, you know, felt guilty or thought like, I don't really deserve this. I'm like just doing what I have to do or need to do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely can see where I had this modeled to me growing up. There wasn't a ton of like, um, hey, I am going to go buy myself a few new things today because buying new, you know, a few new pairs of jeans or a jacket for the winter season makes me happy. It brings me joy. And I just love being alone like for a few hours. So I'm going to see you guys in a few hours, but I'm just going to go take care of myself. And then when I come back, I'll share with you what I bought and how, tell you why it brings me so much joy. Um, you know, like I just, my mom, my mom would read my mom read, like thinking back, I'm like, okay, my mom read. I know that was a form of self-care for her, but I really can't tell you what else she did. You guys, that was like taking care of herself. Um, she just was, she did 
everything for everybody. Uh, so I just, I just can't tell you, like I'm sitting here trying to think about it and, um, yeah, I just can't think of where my mom like went out of her way to take care of herself except for reading. So I would love to hear from you guys, you know, tell me, did you have a mom who modeled for you how important it was to fill their own bucket? I would love to hear. Okay. Number six is scarcity mindsets were abundant in many of our homes growing up. So there was not enough time. There was not enough money. There was not enough help. And then I think oftentimes moms often worried a lot about not having enough. And the easiest place to cut back was on themselves. Does that ring a bell for any of you? Right? So um, learning about scarcity mindsets versus abundant mindsets, it's really been probably about a year and a half that I've gone deep into understanding how this shows up in our lives and how by us being the one to really break these cycles is so revolutionary for our families. Um, But when looking back, scarcity mindsets were freaking thick in our house. So financially, it was heavy. Like financially, I'd say that was probably where it showed up most in our home growing up was it never felt like there was enough money. And we were, you know, we were a middle class family. I grew up in the country of Maryland. My parents worked so hard to provide for us. Um, and, you know, we always had our needs met. We had a roof over our, our home, like a roof over our heads. We always had plenty of groceries, um, you know, but we were definitely like there was always the the Safeway brand and there was always, always an, an immense amount of worry and discussion of like barely having enough in the checking account to get by. There was always, um, you know, just like we can't afford that type of mentality. And like finding financial people to help me break, financial mentors to help me break that mindset has been just really, I'm going to talk just in a little bit here about what I've discovered over the last six months, especially, but really the last year, like certain mentors and people who have helped me with self-care, but breaking financial scarcity mindsets has been very, very life-changing for me. Um, I found um, a teacher, her name's Amanda Francis. Many of you are not going to like jive well with her. And then many of you are going to be like, oh my gosh, Wendy, I'm obsessed with her. I fall into the camp of being obsessed with her. Um, learning about what she teaches from a financial mindset and a financial abundant mindset um, has just been, like I said, something that has brought me joy and just so much clarity about how to break the financial scarcity mindset. But can you relate to what I'm talking about, right? Like there was just not enough. Instead of we have plenty and we're going to create the life that we want and we're going to do that together as a family. So if we want more time, if we want more money, if we want more support, uh, we are going to manifest that. We are going to create that. Like we are going to focus on what we want. We are going to envision it. We are going to uh, dream big, right? Like that was just not something that was modeled to many of us. So those are just some of the ideas I gave you, you know, I just laid out kind of six, I riffed on really six things that I think is part of the reason why self-care becomes so hard for us um, as moms, especially. But for me, for myself, the past decade, 
A lot of my self-care came in the form of parenting education and life coaching, which was really just a beautiful way to take care of myself and resulted in a total transformation of my heart. And having a good mentor or life coach or a good therapist or a parenting teacher that you spend time with consistently allows you to have the support you need, which over time results in such I think, a relaxing of our nervous system, which radically affects our parenting. So a lot of the times, if there's a lot of drama in a home with kids, right, which most of my students, this was my story too, before I found positive parenting, before I became fluent in this work, dude, there was drama in our home especially with Stella, who was three at the time when I when I found positive parenting. But there's often a lot of emotional blocks. There's a lot of limiting beliefs that need to be turned upside down. There's painful generational cycles being repeated. There's protection behaviors going down. And there's just a lot of unlearning that has to take place. So self-care through parenting, education, and life coaching is just an important form of self-care. But for me, for nowadays, um, God has been doing a ton with my heart to clear away shame and also just physically take care of and heal my body. I found that lately that I'm just really inspired to make self-care fun and also joyful, like activities or things or mentors that make me smile, that make me laugh, that make me feel good, that make me feel strong and just happy. So let me tell you a bit more about what I mean, and I think I'll just kind of go through what I've done this year, this year especially, but you'll you'll hear maybe, again, it's been probably like a year and a half. Um, But what I've done this year to focus on my own heart, my own body, my own skin, and my own care. And the most exciting news, you guys, is that I have felt so inspired by this self-care journey this year. And really, it has been a culmination of years and years of wanting to do this. But like I said, this was the year that I'm just declaring that it's happening. And so I'm thrilled to announce the launch of the Fresh Start Family Wellness Collective, which is a division of Fresh Start Family focused on helping moms put themselves first. Yes, first. So more on that exciting venture coming in just a bit. Um, But I want to get back to sharing all that I've been doing this year to really shift into a new level of self-care and healing. And what I'm going to share with you is honestly probably just some, like it's it's going to be a lot, but it's some of the things I've been doing um, that I just want to share with you, right? Like I know you guys, you know, you you take interest, you you enjoy hearing what I'm doing. I think that a lot of what I teach my students includes me just going first and just sharing, hey, here's what I've done. Here's what's helped me. And if you want to join me, great. If you don't, that's okay, right? Um, But this year, starting out um, early in, it was actually right before Easter, I did a 40-day fast. Um, uh, Our church uh, kind of, you know, invited, kind of, they did, invited me into this. And at first, I was like, oh my gosh, another fast because... Every year I do a fast, Uh, Terry and I do a fast at the beginning of the year um, to kind of kick things off and just reestablish our relationship with with Christ. And it's it's always beautiful. And um, oftentimes we'll make it to like, it's usually a 21 day fast and we'll make it to like day 14 or day 18. And then we'll be like, oh, okay, we're done. Um, And that's kind of what happened this year. And we always feel great and it's fantastic. 
Um, But this year, we ended up doing a second fast right before Easter. And when I got the invitation, I was like, wait a second, again? But I could feel immediately that God was like, yeah, again, we're going to do this again. And this time, Wendy... You're gonna you're gonna stay with me. You're gonna do this, and it's gonna be amazing. Um, and so I felt I I when we went into it, my intention with God was to really lean into prayers of supplication that He was gonna heal me from some emotional eating and drinking patterns that I had developed, especially over the last few years. Um, and He did. It's the good news is He did. Like God, I I love laying out an intention putting prayers of supplication out and then receiving the benefits. So during this time, he blessed me with uh, a new eating, emotional eating and drinking coach. She's really a weight loss coach, you guys. Um, But I thought I would just share with you about her today. I'm not an affiliate or anything of her programs, but her name is Corinne Crabtree. And her program is called uh, No BS Women, Um, but it has been groundbreaking for me. So for about the last decade, I've responded really, really well to anti-inflammatory eating programs. But after they were finished, I'd always kind of yo-yo back to eating kind of normal again. Now, I still was very healthy compared to how a lot of others eat. But the problem for me was I knew how my body wanted to eat and drink. Um, And really, like, if, if you don't know what I mean by an anti-inflammatory diet, it really looks like this. Um, you know, the elimination of sugar, caffeine, alcohol, dairy, gluten. Some people do soy, some people do legumes. But for me, that was kind of the big things. Oh, and processed food. So when I went into this fast um, and I was praying for God to heal me from these emotional eating and drinking patterns where I'd... I'd go and I, you know, I've seen a lot of doctors over the years. And even though all of the tests have never proven like, oh, Wendy, you're celiac or you're allergic to gluten or whatever these things are. I knew that when I ate like this, inflammation in my body would go down. Like I have a lot of injuries, a lot of sports injuries, a lot of surgeries, a lot of achy joints and bones. Um, So I just knew that when I ate in a super healthy way, that I felt better. So um, during this fast, I was like, God, I hear you. You know, I want to draw closer to you. I want to be able to hear your voice more. And I want you to strengthen me. Like I'm expecting you to strengthen me and heal me from this emotional eating and drinking that after I experienced such radical results from these type of, you know, things these eating months, month-long things that I do, then if I have a super stressful day or I get really scared or I have a flare-up where I feel like I'm not good enough or you know, worry that people are judging me or that I've made a mistake, oftentimes I'll just kind of fly off or fall off the bandwagon, is that the term? And then I'll like eat a bunch of Girl Scout cookies or, you know, like have a bunch of Sauvignon Blanc, like, or whatever, whatever. But I view that as emotional eating and drinking. Like when you know that your body does not feel good when you put gluten and dairy and sugar and alcohol and caffeine and processed food in it, and then you fly off the handle and you do those things anyways, like it was just haunting me. I'm like, why? Like I am very clear that I know how I want to eat and drink. And that doesn't doesn't mean that I want to be perfect, right? Like 
I knew that I still wanted to be able to go on date night with Terry and have a drink or, you know, be able to enjoy a glass of red wine while I'm cooking dinner or drink like, you know, a really nice, um, clean tequila, fresh squeezed, no sugar margarita when I wanted to and not feel like I couldn't, right? Like I knew that if I really wanted to have, um, you know, a, a piece of like organic, like gluten-free birthday cake that I, I could, right? Like I, d- I don't want it there to be rules. Like I'm really into intuitive eating and, and, and honoring my body. And at the same time, I knew, I know how my body feels and I know what my body wants. So over COVID, it was like, it felt like two years of just succumbing to the emotional eating and drinking. And what happened, you guys, is I put on 20 pounds of weight. 20 pounds. And for for me, you know, I'm not a super tall girl. And so I started to really feel the effects of having that extra weight on my body. Um, And so when I did this fast this year, it's, which it always does, but especially this year, um, the anxiety that I sometimes experience was almost 100% gone. I could feel the inflammation in my body just comes way down. My knees are less achy, my shoulders less achy. Um, I had less pain in my joints. I was able to sleep better, um, so much better. And we all know a full night's sleep is just so transformative. And then I I experienced weight loss, like a tremendous amount of weight loss. Um, you know, I'm now almost, almost, I have almost released 10 pounds of weight that I believe wasn't meant for me, right? Like you guys know shame. If you're someone who put on weight during covid this is not to feel bad about that. And if you're comfortable in your own skin and you're feeling healthy, who cares? Who cares? But if you're not feeling healthy, if you're not feeling like your body is, that's what the weight you're supposed to carry, then find someone to help you release it. And that's what Corinne has been for me. I knew that my emotions would take over and I needed someone to help me. I, I really have been praying for a human for a long time to help me understand like how the emotions were taking part with the emotional eating and drinking. And when I found Corinne, it was just, it was instantly, I knew I wanted to invest in her as a coach. I wanted to invest in her programs. Um, And so it's just that fast has been pivotal for me. And I believe being blessed with a mentor, like I believe God put her into my life. Um, That has been pivotal. Um, and once again, I'm now able to prioritize self-care when it comes to what I put in my body and start minimizing the amount that I'm eating, like emotionally eating and drinking. I hope that all makes sense. So again, like take, take what you want from that. Um, but that's just my experience. Um, the fast, I love fasting. I think it's an exceptional way to draw, draw closer to God, to purposely, choose to not put certain things in your body and go through the temptations and those feelings of withdrawal with God. It's just amazing. Okay, so number two, um, and and I should say about Corinne Crabtree, you guys, go Google her work. Um, Her program is called No BS. Uh, She has an amazing podcast, but just know she cusses a lot. Same with Amanda Francis. Um, These are not your typical, like Amanda Francis is not your typical financial abundance coach. Like she is different and I love her. Corinne Crabtree is not your typical weight loss or emotional eating and drinking coach. She is, she cusses a lot and she's amazing. Like I am obsessed with her mentorship. And again, 
it's just been pivotal for me. So just know that if you're going to go research them, they cuss a lot. If that's not up your alley, then choose, find someone else, right? Like, but I think <laughs> I just, I love her. I cannot say enough about Corinne Crabtree and how she has helped me understand the connection between the emotions and the, you know, the eating and the drinking that makes me feel out of control. Okay. Um, Number two is I've started a new exercise program that is bringing me enormous amounts of joy and once again is is something that I see as such a blessing from God. Everything in my life that is good, I see that God placed it there. Um, But you guys, my body is full of injuries and past surgeries, um, six to be exact. I've had two knee surgeries, two shoulder surgeries, one emergency C-section, and also a planned C-section. Um. And so through the two long years of COVID, um, you know, putting on the weight, like just I think age came up to starting to really have my body start screaming at me like it didn't like what I was putting inside what I was eating and drinking all the time. Um, My knees just took a crap. (laughs) Like they just literally stopped working. By the way, we have a new term for poop now in our home. (laughs) I don't know if anybody is watching the Johnny Depp trial, but Terry and I are dying of laughter about what's happening in that trial. He's like, he was married or engaged or something to like a very famous model. And now it's like they have this very public separation trial. And I think it's like a, maybe a child custody case um, that is just being aired some for some reason publicly. I have no idea why it's being aired publicly, but... <laughs> He was on the court, like on the court, uh, the front of the court, whatever that's called, one day. And he started to explaining, explaining how his like wife took a poop in the bed one day to like spite him. It was the weirdest story ever, but he used this term grumpy. He's like, excuse me, judge. Um, obviously, you guys all know who Johnny Depp, right, is. He's like a very famous actor. He's, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I love him as an actor. Edward Scissorhands, all the things. But he's just so odd. And he's describing how his wife did this, like, very revengeful act to him. And she pooped in bed. And he's and he uses this term. He goes, sorry, sorry, um, judge, to use this to use this term, but she took a grumpy in bed. And all these people have like started remixing the statement he took because it's like, what? What is this term grumpy? But now our family is just cracking up. We cannot stop using the term grumpy when we refer to poop. So my knees, (laughs) my knees have taken a grumpy this last year. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. 
And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. So in the past, uh, my exercise lineup included surfing, jogging, skiing, Pilates, and Pelotoning. We got a, a Peloton bike last year. Um, but after a knee injury this last year, I'd say early 2021, after picking up a freaking cooler with Terry, it turned into a torn meniscus combined with like exposed bone. And really tons, I went to see tons of different doctors and they were like, yeah, your knees are just like done. They're like, basically you're probably a really good candidate for knee replacement surgery already. They're like, but you're not going to consider that for like a few decades, right? I'm like, no, I'm not going to have knee replacement surgery. But really, they had no answer for me. So I had to stop. Um, I chose to stop skiing and jogging and surfing. And honestly, you guys, it kind of crushed my soul. There was a lot of emotions that came as an athlete. If you're an athlete, you can relate to this, right? Like when you're not able to do your sports that you love doing, it is soul crushing. So my knees all of a sudden became very filled with pain. Um, And just I had so many physical limitations, like coming down the stairs and even walking at times. But I started to kind of freak out a little in my head thinking, oh my gosh, like what is happening? It was such a huge life change that just had so many emotions that I needed to process along the way. So God knew my heart was hurting and I believe you know, he was behind connecting me with a friend who also happens to live just four minutes away um, to start training with kettlebells and doing strength training. Um, And it has been amazing. I have now been going four times a week uh, to these strength training sessions. And also, I'm going to tell you about this, you guys, I have been drinking a high quality marine collagen, drinkable collagen. And I am feeling so strong and my knees are feeling so much better. Um, I used to say the phrase, like, I don't want to jinx it, but I've stopped saying that because it's dumb. Like, there's no jinxing anything. Like, I only plan for the best now. I only envision the best now. And instead, I'm going to say that I believe that the strength training combined with the liquid collagen 
that I'm drinking and the vitamins that I've started along with eating healthy, like healing from the emotional eating and drinking patterns. Also like upping my water intake by, I probably have uptake my in water intake by three or four fold. Um, that I am, my knees are going to be completely healed. Like I will be able to ski again one day. That's my biggest goal. Surfing, I'm kind of done with. I've declared that I'm just completely committed to body surfing now. I have officially signed up to be in the World Body Surfing Championships this August in Oceanside, California with Terry. Um, And I'm just like totally okay with that. But skiing, I was not okay giving up. And so I need and I want to be back on the mountain, dropping in at the top of Mammoth with my children one day um, and just feeling like my knees can handle that enormous load. So finding a new exercise and trainer that I love and also supplements this, this marine collagen that I feel like is healing, helping to heal my knees and my body from the inside out has just been extremely joyful which I think is an important part of this conversation, you guys. Self-care needs and should be fun. When it comes to exercise, if you haven't found something that is fun yet, keep searching and also go check out Lauren's programs. Again, not an affiliate for her programs, but she has online programs um, that, you know, she has, I think, over 400 members um, that you can join online. She does her live in-class in-person classes in her backyard, Um, but she also streams live and you can join in from all over the world, but it's kettlebell training, it's strength strength, uh, training, and she is just incredible and you could do classes with me. I'm there now four times a week. Okay, you guys, next up, let's talk about this new collagen skincare line or, or collagen drinkable line and collagen skincare line that I'm literally obsessed with. So it's called Celatois. And I have been consuming this marine-based collagen that comes in the yummiest little like shots, I call them. Um, They come in like a beautiful glass recyclable bottle. And then also, um, like I said, I started using this luxury collagen marine-based skincare line that is derived from the same incredibly like high-quality collagen And in my opinion, just completely different than any skincare that I've ever tried. Um, So, so I've started. I started using these products probably about. It's it's been um, I think two months now. So it's been sixty days, and um, these products were personally recommended to me by one of my mentors. Her name is Gina Devi. And um, it's just created like a daily joy in my life that is kind of new and lighthearted and just fun, honestly. Um, Because like I mentioned, through the fast and just really leaning into self-care with nutrition, I have basically stopped eating all sugar. Um, and I know from my friends and, and colleagues and mentors like from in, that are intuitive eating specialists, like I'm not trying to make a food bad or good. All I know is that I don't need sugar in my life. Like it is just one of the things that I'm like, I'm okay. I don't feel like it really gives me that much joy. doesn't give me that much benefit. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you know, I get it. Like a little sugar here and there can be yummy. Um, but it's, it was one of the easier things for me to drop. Now, Sauvignon Blanc, 
<laughs> my white wine. That's another story, but sugar was no biggie. Um, but these little shots, they do have a little bit of sweetness to them. So looking forward to them twice a day has just been fun and uplifting and something that I've enjoyed building into my routine, knowing that I'm putting something in my body that is helping me from the inside out. And I will tell you guys, I have spent months and months trying to find a collagen product that I could stomach. Um, I knew, like I've had so, I've heard so much about the benefits of collagen and I've tried so many powders and even have friends who own companies and would send me free products, but it was always either animal-based or like a powder that just kind of grossed me out. So when I was in try, was when I was invited to try this new brand, this new collagen product that has been giving people seriously incredible results, and it tastes like heaven. It's not fishy at all. I mean, seriously, not at all. It just felt like a total godsend, and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, literally, thank you, God, for putting this product into my hand. And then the skincare line, you guys. Um, I have tried so many things over the years, but nothing felt this luxurious on my skin and literally felt like skin food. (laughs) So again, it's called Celatois and it's like the same as the drinkable collagen, but they've taken kind of the same technology and high quality ingredients and put it into a skincare line. Um, But it comes in the most like beautiful white bag that you can ask my family. I carry around with such pride, like morning and night at night when we wind down as a family to watch a movie or a few episodes of The Office. I promise you guys one day when your kids get older, you will watch fun shows together like The the Office. But the bad news is when your kids get old, they stay up as late as you do. When they're little, you have to deal with like Paw Patrol or, you know, Disney flicks, but they go to bed at 7 p.m. and you actually have time at night to connect with your spouse or have some alone time or take a hot shower or whatever. Um, but anyways, you know, when when they're older, they they actually stay up. They stay up as late as you do, right? Um, so it's a, it's a funny give and take. Um, but this skincare set has given me something that is very self-calming and luxurious to look forward to twice a day. It's really the first thing I grab when I wake up and like this is how it feels, right? Like this is like, it's the first thing I do at night to relax. So the feeling that I get when I put this skincare line on and I and I actually combine it with some self-care thoughts, some kind of abundant thoughts of like, I am deserving. I am like, my value is not in how much I get done or how much I do, but in just who I am, who God designed me to be. Like I combine putting this four-step skincare process like with some of these thoughts, like prayers of supplication, doing that twice a day, it just feels good and it's relaxing and it's just like pouring into myself. Um, But it's helping me kind of end the the habit, I will say, at the end of night, the end of the day of just like grabbing a glass of Sauvignon Blanc to unwind or even like a second glass of wine to kind of wind down and relax, right? Like how many of you can relate? Maybe you've developed a pattern like I definitely did during COVID of like, you know, having a nice glass of wine is what I need to relax. But really this, this, this year of self-care has caused, has, has caused me and giving me the opportunity to instead find other ways to relax, to find other ways that feel really life-giving. Okay. So um, on top of that, my skin, you guys, has never felt better. I'm finally prioritizing taking care of my skin. I have been 
the worst over the years, you guys. And it wasn't a big deal with my skin because, I don't know, it just kind of like, it just endured the lack of self-care. But now that I'm in my 40s, I can see that it's essential that I take care of my skin. As much as I wanted to not care about the many, many fine lines on my face that have come from years and years of smiling and joyful memories, and and let's be honest, um, quite a bit of worrying too, Um, but all those lines on my face and my neck and kind of like my decolletage area, I wanted to love them, you guys. And I have a lot of friends who are so like incredible with the amount of messages they create about loving yourself. And I wanted to love them, but honestly, with the amount of filming that I do, and I was just finding it difficult to see all those fine lines as like as beautiful all the time, honestly, and to accept that the fact that they were getting worse, like in my 40s, right? That's kind of what happens, right? Like as you age, um, those fine lines, they do become more abundant, right? So when I started using this collagen skincare line and using the drinkable collagen line and my skin became like, it just responded so well. I feel like I could tell immediately and and definitely in the matter of a few weeks that I just, you know, I've had someone stop me just the other day at the post office um, and that uh, like Stella's old volleyball team, one of her mom, one of the moms. And I was like, oh my gosh, how are you doing? Give her a hug. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're glowing. Like, whoa. And I was like, oh, thank you. I did just get my eyebrows done. Um, I get my eyebrows tinted and waxed, but I was like, but I think it's this new collagen that I'm using. And it was just, I've never, I don't think I've ever gotten, maybe when I was pregnant, but I've I've, I've never had so many people stop me and say, wow, you're glowing. Um, so that it's just, I just, I'm obsessed. Like I'm obsessed with this new skincare line and this drinkable collagen. And then as I mentioned on top of that, it's, I literally feel like the collagen is contributing to the healing of my knee. So really, you guys, it's just a product that inspired me to go ahead and make the jump to create the Fresh Start Wellness Collective. Um, My mentor said, Gina DeVee said, well, Wendy, I told you you were going to love this stuff, so why don't you just go ahead and join me as a brand ambassador of this Celatois line? And at first I was like, Gina, I'm a parenting educator and a family life coach. I'm not a brand ambassador. And she was like, Wendy, I'm a transformative life coach that has helped thousands of women manifest the life of their dreams. And literally, Gina is like a very high level women's mentor. Like she's she's like a she's also a trained psychotherapist. She's an incredible woman of God, but she's she is a very high level transformative life coach. So she just said to me, like, so what? If you love a product and you want to introduce your community to it and you want to create a really abundant stream of passage re- residual income, like why wouldn't you share these products with your community? And she's been someone who's helped me break the cycles of financial scarcity, the thoughts, the patterns, all of that kind of stuff. And so I really just started listening and I consulted with God and I felt a big heck yes come over me. So... um, you know, at, over the years, you guys, I think it's been, I think this is true for every entrepreneur, but especially for me with Fresh Start Family, it's been emotional as I have built this business, right? Like the work I do is fun and my passion, but it's also just a lot when it comes to designing programs and also invitational messages for parents to step into growth and learning. And honestly, 
I get really tired sometimes. Like I've invested so much over the years to learn how to help parents say yes to the transformational programs we offer here at Fresh Start Family, which by the way, you guys, it is wild and wonderful to realize just how much we have built. Like I have put blood, sweat, and tears into building the programs we offer here at Fresh Start Family over the years. We have over 14 parenting and life coaching programs to help families find more peace, joy, and connection in their homes. Of course, we have this podcast that we pour our heart into. Um, I have my volunteer work that I do with my church where I teach Jesus Guided Parenting. Um, But what I've realized is that, you know, sometimes I just get really tired trying to convince parents how they, they have the power to change their entire life and legacy if they just say yes and make a commitment to this work. So the idea of creating a division of Fresh Start Family that is lighthearted and just easy Like, there's nothing complicated about it. The Fresh Start Family Wellness Collective is about wellness and beauty products that just make me happy, that bring me joy, that have helped me heal. And there's not a bunch of limiting beliefs and fear of judgment or protection behaviors or habits that I have to help parents overcome in order to say yes. It's just great products that I personally use and love. So with all that said, you guys, this is kind of an official announcement about the Fresh Start Family Wellness Collective, that it's here and that it's live. You can learn more by heading over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash wellness, where you can find out more about the marine collagen products and also the makeup line that brings me so much joy. And I even have decided to be a brand ambassador for a manicure and pedicure line that I'm obsessed with too. So if you want to try the products, um, they all have money back guarantees and I know, I know you're going to love them as much as I do. And then the coolest thing about the Wellness Collective is that for those of you who like the idea of being being on my team to become a brand ambassador also and share the products with your own friends and family and clients, if you have a business too, I'd love to invite you to actually join my wellness collective team. So this means there's a great way to build passive residual income. And if you've never heard of that term, it basically just means that by introducing the products to your friends and family, which means you find two people, which find two people to try products. It's just a social kind of networking and a social sharing program. Um, The company rewards you. So it becomes very easy to pay for your own products if you end up loving the the, the products. Um, And it becomes very easy to actually build up from there. And if you want to take it to the next level and be mentored by me and be on my team and on the team of Gina DeV, you guys, which if you don't know her work yet, I highly recommend grabbing her book, Audacity to be a Queen. My students know um, I talk a lot about how much that book really changed everything for me. She's who taught me about the power of manifestation alongside of God. Um, I had found, you know, I had been introduced to a lot of manifestation teachers over the last few years, but this was also new to me, like learning how to practice prayers of supplication. Um was like really just something that was different. Like I had been very fear-based or worry-based or I realized scarcity thought-based. But when once when I met Gina, she's who taught me how to manifest the life of my dreams. 
all while honoring and staying deeply connected to God. So she just is someone that's very special to me. And I just, I love, I love her. And I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be on her team as a brand ambassador. So anybody who decides they want to try the products and then be on my team, you automatically become part of Gina's team too. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's inspiring. She's inspiring. I think there's a lot of people who are part of this community, whether you just listen to the podcast or whether you're a student of mine too, who you want to hang out with me more. Like I'm I'm now realizing like part of my journey over the last few years to really clear out a bunch of shame and heal, um, I now see is part of me just stepping into and and really seeing that I have a lot to offer the world. Like being around me is inspiring. And I I don't say that to toot my own horn, but I bring a lot of light into people's lives. Like literally just being in my presence, I believe really elevates people. And I didn't quite realize just how like how awesome that is until I realized that when I got invited to be on Gina's team, I just I didn't I didn't even care so much about like the, the, I do care about the products. I mean, the products are amazing, but I just wanted to be in her presence. I just wanted to hang out with her. And I, I realize now that that's what happens for a lot of people um, with me, right? They meet me, you might meet me on Instagram, or you might hear my podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, you fall in love with my teaching, with my voice, with my guidance. And you just want to hang out with me more and be mentored by me. And I'm now realizing that, yeah, I get it. Like some people you just want to be with more and by being with them more, they they bring so much so much growth and light into your your life. So why wouldn't you take up an opportunity to be with them more, right? So so again, if you're interested um, in either trying the products that I've chosen to be part of the Fresh Start Wellness Collective, um, just go check it out. And it's kind of, you know, you get to choose your own adventure, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash wellness. Um, you can try out the products just as a way to invest in yourself. Um, by the way, I just bought a new hat from Viore, one of my favorite like lifestyle athletic brands that says investing in happiness. And it has like a big sun on the top. You'll see me wearing it a ton on Instagram because I'm now basically in Viore workout clothes all the time because I'm at Lauren's house four days a week. Um, but again, If you just want to try the products just as a way to indulge in self-care and invest in your happiness, awesome. Or if you want to join my team and become a brand ambassador with me, awesome. But either way, you guys, just have fun with it. Self-care can be fun. It can be joyful. We can do the work it takes to shake the guilt of spending money on ourselves, taking time away from our family to pour into our own hearts and souls and minds and bodies. We can allow our children to wait or even feel sad about it while we finish a workout or still leave for date night or lay down while they do their quiet time or even let them cry a little bit because they don't want to take a nap. By the way, I'm going to record an episode soon about this concept of putting ourselves first as mom, 
moms, even when there's really uncomfortable emotions happening with our kids. I'm going to actually interview um, Michelle from Conscious Hippie Mama over on Instagram to talk about this. So know that that episode is coming soon. But happy Mother's Day, Fresh Start Mamas. Uh, May this be the year that you really step into guilt-free self-care that lights you up and models to your children that in order to operate in the world with dignity, integrity, energy, and joy, we have to fill up our own buckets first while also filling the buckets of those we love around us. But again, it's okay if we come first. It's more than okay, it's essential. So go check out the new Fresh Start Family Wellness Collective and then drop me an email, wendy at freshstartfamilyonline.com or just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm over at Fresh Start Wendy. Just saying that you're interested in the Wellness Wellness Collective whether you're interested in trying the products or interested in joining joining me as a brand ambassador on my team, I'll respond right away and help you take the next steps. So big hugs, you guys. I love you all. Thank you for listening. This episode turned out to be a little longer than other episodes, but as always, if you loved it, please share over on Instagram, tagging me at Fresh Start Wendy. Lots of love, and I will see you soon for another episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. For links and more information about everything I talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 126. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.